0: Welcome to On The Up & Up. I'm your host, Kira LaForge, and every week I'm bringing you behind the scenes of running a successful business. Join me while we laugh, learn, and connect on mostly HR inappropriate topics with successful founders, diverse leaders, and kick-ass employees. It's true, your HR lady may have fired your bestie or made you sign a love contract, but we also have all the hot gossip that will make you better at your job. Whether you're on your way up the corporate ladder, are a fellow HR villain, or are building a culture as a rising entrepreneur. This episode is so different from anything else that we've put together in the past, and I'm really thrilled and excited to share some of my smartest and favorite and most influential Clients slash friends slash peers in the entrepreneurship space to talk a little bit today about what we would do differently if we were just getting started. So not only is this a really special episode because it's a totally different format, you're gonna be listening to advice answering the question, what would you tell yourself when you first started your business? What advice would you give yourself basically? Um from the horse's mouth so basically we had so many of our friends and clients and community uh, contribute to this topic so that we could share it with you but it's also the one- year anniversary of on the up and up so kicking off this year in January and you know having this be the last episode of the year I thought it would be a great time for reflection. And not, you know, I don't normally like to do things the way that everybody else does. Um, So I wanted to do it a little bit differently. Um, And also just to give a gift to all of you listeners because. If we didn't see that people were listening to the podcast each week, then I definitely wouldn't be doing this. This is not a self-serving effort, Um, but at the same token, I know that a lot of the times when we have people come in and listen to the different episodes and listen to the different topics, they're not always that fun. You know, HR isn't something that you seek out unless you're really passionate about it or you're one of our fellow HR villains out there listening. It's not something that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go and learn more about termination and (laughs) compliance. So I wanted to do something a little bit different. And this is kind of my holiday gift to all of our listeners, because it's just absolutely packed with value and personality. And I hope that you also discover some amazing business mentors along the way throughout this episode. So essentially, When I think back to when I first started my business, I was so freaking clueless and I had no idea that an industry existed to where you could have a business that was almost entirely online and remote. And I also have a really weird story because I Am a full-time employee. So for me to be the, at the time, director of ops and HR, and then now the COO of a local small business, to build a business on the side as a consultant, which is something that I've wanted to do since I was 22, um, which was a long time ago, (laughs) it was such a weird thing for me because I had often felt super trapped in my job. And even to the extent of, you know, dealing with burnout. And if you've listened to any of of my earlier episodes, I talk a lot about how I burned myself out so bad trying to be everything to everyone and to deserve a paycheck through a small business. So I didn't have to go back to a cubicle. I didn't have to go back to corporate that had been so abusive. And traumatizing for me and I don't say that lightly um I would have done anything to not have to go back to working in a corporate environment and not having my voice heard and not getting to have an opinion and the bureaucracy that comes with all of that and I sh- I knew then that eventually I would want to work for myself but I just don't think I had the bravery or the confidence to understand how possible it was in starting this business I was even though I'd been running a small business for almost, I think at the time, almost eight years with 50 employees, multiple locations, you know, all the ups and downs that come along with that, um, there was definitely a lot of doubt about what my capabilities were. And I think that when you enter a new realm. So now I was going from working in person, thinking that if you were going to start your own business, you get a storefront and it's all brick and mortar. I mean, this was like back in 2018, 2019. I had no idea that there was a possibility that you could do something a little bit differently. And that, first of all, the startup costs would be so minimal and that it was possible to kind of bootstrap and self fund your way into an organization that you can run and do do things the way that you want to do them. So I think for me, when I look back on the advice that I would want to give myself, it's it's so reflective of all the advice that you're going to hear today and all the messages that so many of our wonderful friends sent over. But it's also just to kind of remember that you you are so much more capable than you think you are. And I had really become a victim of, I don't want to say victim because that sounds so boring and pathetic, but I'd kind of become a victim of like, wow, everybody out here really has their shit together. (laughs) and Like, I'm just trying to figure this out day by day. I have no idea what I'm doing. Who are these people? Like, I didn't, I thought anything having to do with online business had to do with working at an MLM and like slinging face wash to your high school friends or whatever. And I knew I didn't want to be a part of that. So to me, it felt really like I knew nothing. And I really discounted the talents that I had and had honed in on for so many years. And during this process, I kind of ended up with a coach who told me that I needed to kind of skip past all the beginner stuff because the business acumen was already there but it was still quite the learning curve to try to understand everything having to do with digital marketing. I literally was sitting in a mastermind with women paying tens of thousands of dollars to be in there. And I was given the opportunity to be a member of it as part of a trade to do HR and operations for my coach and asking, everyone's talking about all their like, things that they were doing and all these amazing things that you're doing. And you're going to hear from a couple of these women that I met the first couple weeks of entrepreneurship today, but I legit was like, can someone just please tell me what a funnel is? Like I had not a clue what a funnel was. But then come to find out a little bit later on I've been doing reviewing ad spend. I've been working on creative campaigns. I've been doing Google Ads, Facebook Ads. You know, I'd been running a Client experience. I'd been banking hundreds of thousands of dollars a month and, you know, doing all the things that are required of a small business through my job, through my operations and HR job. And I just wasn't giving myself credit for it because I didn't understand that the terminology, it doesn't matter. You know, a lot of it is, it doesn't matter what you're calling it. It doesn't matter if you know the acronyms. It doesn't matter if you, Understand what a funnel is on paper. I did not learn about funnels in business school. <laughs> so at the end of the day, of course, now I can look back and see and even use a lot of that terminology in my own business to describe how we're creating digital marketing pathways and things like that through our services, particularly through our membership or or products. But at the time i was like i know nothing i'm worth nothing i'm so behind i don't know who like i don't know what these people are talking about and it made me have really low confidence in myself to build this business and i think that if i were to go back and give myself advice i would i would say get off social media Don't be afraid to ask those questions that you think are dumb because they're probably not that dumb and you know more than you think you do and give yourself some credit. I think that my confidence would have grown a lot faster and I think the business would have gotten to where it is today a little bit quicker too. And without so much, I guess, emotional mindset drama, (laughs) Um, like at the end of the day, we really are all here just trying to figure out what works for us. And that's why there is no blueprint for building a successful business. And I think that you'll hear that because I asked, I want to say that I asked eight or nine people to send in their advice. And I think everyone kind of, you know, if you well, I, I asked more than that. But a few people decided not to participate or got overwhelmed or probably forgot. But the people that did, I mean, I could not – none of them were talking to each other. None of them were talking about what they were going to send into to us. Like they weren't, you know, talking behind the scenes about how they were going to reply. And I just think there's a really common thread between all these pieces of advice and it is that – in all these businesses that are successful there's so many different business models in here some have been around for up to 13 years some have been you know kind of through the iteration over the past few years you know going full bore going back to freelancer building a team again Um, some are agency models some of these business owners have sold businesses in the past Um, some of them have been around for a while and have just kind of found their footing within the last year and a half or so. And so I think at the end of the day, it's it's not about how you get there. It's really just about finding the piece of information that works the best for you and and applying it to your own business. And I know there's a huge trend to you know, kind of share everything that we're dealing with and share everything that we're going through and talk about everything and, you know, what's going on in our business and how can I help someone else and I need to teach you this and blah, blah, blah. But I think that the wild, the wildly different recordings that you're going to hear today are really reflective of how we just have to keep going and finding our way that works for ourselves and don't compare ourselves to other people. Um, so I just want to thank everyone that contributed to today's episode. And I also want to thank everyone for an amazing first year of on the Up and Up. I'm so excited for what's next for the podcast and to keep serving and keep helping. Some of you guys have really sent amazing, testimonials about how the podcast has helped you. I've gotten some awesome messages. I've met so many great people. And I just think this is a great avenue for like-minded individuals who are trying to do business in a good way, doing it in a right way, and also to amplify voices that are not always heard because we don't have the biggest audience or we're not the loudest or we're not just talking about the shiny, flashy income claims or things like that. Our attention is going towards caring for the individuals in our business, caring for our people, building a business that is full of longevity, that goes through ups and downs, and that builds real community within within our businesses. So on that note, we'll kick it off with And it's kind of like a really great example of this um, with my friend Brayden. He is a podcaster, a attorney. I think he's a tax attorney. um, And he has amazing programs for people starting out with their businesses for the first time to help you navigate through all of that. LLC, registration, tax, attorney, legal, contracts, mumbo jumbo. It's all in one place. He's an excellent resource. And I think that his his advice is something that I often have to remind myself. You know, business is about relationships and it's about people. And... Um, We'll make sure and include all of his info in our bio, but I really wanted to start out with his message because I think that if you have to start somewhere with your business and you were drawn to listen to this episode for because you're just starting out or with within your first year or two and still trying to navigate all that difficult stuff, then Brayden's a great resource for that, and I can't wait for you guys to hear.
1: Okay, so this is a tough one because a lot of the advice I want to give um, is stuff that I would really need like a couple years into business. But if I could shortcut the process in any way, what I would do is go back in time and tell myself exactly who my niche audience was and exactly what services and programs they needed because that would shortcut probably the trajectory of my business by two years. But I don't think that's super helpful. Because that's not something, like if you have new business owners listening to this, that's not something we can just do. So with that in mind, um, if I couldn't take that shortcut, I would go back and tell myself just to go to as many networking events as possible and not try to go to sell people, right? Just meet as many people as you can. I think early on I was just trying to book clients to get money, but instead just meet people, listen, figure out what their needs are, and then start crafting services to meet their needs, and that will really shortcut the process and figuring out who to work with and what it is that I would need to offer them. Um, And that would just set me on a path to get to the correct offers in business sooner rather than later, which took me quite a few years to figure out.
0: Definitely have to co-sign that. I think that one of the things that I really liked what Braden says, I mean, obviously he said, you know, if you were to go back and give yourself a crystal ball, he'd be like, here are the offers in the audience that work for you. So, you know, I think that was a really cool way to kind of draw attention to the fact that we don't know everything when we're first getting started, not only about our, about the industry or about the business, like I kind of talked about earlier with my own experience, but you are capable of figuring it out. And I think that at the end of the day, like to be able to look back and say, these are the things that are going to work for you or are going to be even more valuable, especially if you've taken the time to build relationships along the way that really matter. I mean, coming from a people person like me and literal HR person, a person that has dedicated their life to helping people have better work-life balance, have better jobs, create better work environments, all of that. It probably seems really obvious that I'm like, obviously, relationships are everything. But it really does make a huge difference, and I think that was a, that was a mindset shift I had to make as well during um, switching from corporate jobs, small business, to entrepreneurship is that networking isn't a dirty word. It's something that can be really powerful, and it can also be something that adds some of the most deep and important lessons to your life as an entrepreneur, Okay, so on that note, um, I'm gonna play our next message because I think it really reflects how important it is to center your own experience uh, when you are building your business. And it's not selfish to understand yourself and work on yourself. So here's Kristen.
2: Hey, this is Kristen Richards, owner of Girl Boss Designer, a branding and website design agency and online shop. And if I had to give myself one piece of advice when I was just getting started looking back, it would be to begin to work on my own personal development sooner than later. When you are a solopreneur and the earlier days of having a team, really at any time until someone else is running the company fully for you, your own fears, your own limitations, your own belief system is going to create the results in your company and so we can get easily distracted by all of the courses to help grow our business in a strategic way and we forget about how we're actually operating internally so what is our relationship with money like what what is our relationship with other people like are we having a tendency to people please how do we handle stress All of these type of factors that are going on on an unconscious level inside of us play out throughout our business. So the sooner we can work on ourselves in a deeper way alongside with all the strategy of building a business, the better results that you're going to see in your business faster and the happier and more fulfilled and peaceful you're going to feel in your business.
0: Especially over the last few weeks, and watching the market change for so many of our clients, some of them are just absolutely killing it, having best years ever, having best Black Friday sales ever, having best end of years ever, whatever. And some of them struggling for you know the first time since they started their business to like really see some traction, and even worrying about making payroll, things like that. Um, it just is a constant reminder that everything that is happening in our business attribute is attributed to the way that we react to it so I think that one of the things that I always have to tell myself is that this is a roller coaster and some days are going to be really hard and some days are going to be really great I swear there's been days in business where I've had all the highest of highs and the lowest of lows within an hour of each other and I guess not to get too woo-woo about it, but I really love Kristen's approach to this because the more that you're able to invest in and work on yourself and to understand yourself and the way that you think through, you know, we're big proponents about therapy over here, but there's all different types of ways to find that knowledge and information for yourself. I think you're going to build up a resilience and build up a callus to those roller coaster moments and be able to keep moving forward in a really thoughtful, productive and sustainable way. So if you don't work on your mental toughness and mental strength, however you want to get there, then those roller coaster, the roller coaster of entrepreneurship is going to eat you alive. And I say that as a person that has been eaten alive. <laughs> so I do really love that advice and I don't think, you know, all the practical pieces of advice we're going to get today and all the little um and all the the spicy pieces of advice that we're going to get in this episode, I think that you have to really build a different type of brain when you start your own business, and you have to be really cognizant of the way that you are interacting with your environment as a business owner, and it becomes even more important when you have a team. So on that note, I think that there's all these, you know – Fun memes and stuff going around about how we need to ask for help and doing things by ourselves is unsustainable and it takes a village to raise a business, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think that my friend Rachel on Instagram as Hey Rachel, and she'll introduce herself here, really sums it up um, when it comes to giving ourselves advice about this topic.
3: Hey there, Rachel here. I'm the owner of Hey Rachel Consulting, virtual CEO and systems nerd. And the one piece of advice that I would give myself when I started my business would be to ask for help sooner than later. I learned in my first business very quickly that you are going to always end up being your bottleneck if you don't start asking for help sooner. Don't start delegating, don't start outsourcing more, and really just recognizing that you Start your business wearing all the hats, but that's not sustainable. And it's not a way that you can grow and scale when it comes to also managing your mental health. So, number one piece of advice start asking for help as soon as possible.
0: Love this advice. Obviously, when it comes down to it, um, my entire business is built on the fact that I didn't ask for help and I ended up getting diagnosed with burnout to the point of PTSD, which you can hear about me talk about that all other places, but this is, episode isn't about me. So at the end of the day, I think that asking for help is super important, whether it be through outsourcing or building a team of your own or having a few people on your team that you can count on. So remember that I manage... My small team at Paradigm, there's four of us right now, probably will be five um, shortly, but I don't plan to grow that much bigger. And in my full-time job, we are vacillating between 40 to 50 people at any given time, but my responsibility lies within our team of managers and directors. So I can be fully responsible and capable of managing those six individuals who are then in charge of managing other people. So I think that one thing I wanted to really touch on in this advice episode when it comes to what Paradigm does for businesses is that you can build a business and you can build a team however you want to and whatever way works for you. Once you have those foundations, you can even experiment and you can still be really cognizant and careful with the people's livelihoods that you're bringing in to support you. But I think there's a really beautiful sentiment in this next voice memo about how to hire, how to outsource, what to what to do when it's time to get that help and how to use really a discerning perspective in order to make great decisions for your business that are only influenced by your needs. So I'm super excited to introduce you to Haley. She's one of my first clients ever and she's been in Set to Scale and gone through it with us for a really long time and so I think that this is really valuable advice that I can't wait for you guys to listen to. Haley is a owns a marketing agency called Propagy, And Haley's done so much for my business as well as taught me so much about marketing principles. She was in basically spearhead my entire LinkedIn strategy. I just never stopped learning from her. And I think this advice really encompasses what it means to use discernment when seeking help and support outside of your business in order to make progress and move forward.
4: I have two pieces of advice for myself when I first started my business, and one is sincere and the other is a little bit spicy. So my first piece of advice is to just keep your head down, focus on you and do the work. When you need legal support, hire a lawyer. When you need to do your taxes, find an accountant you trust. When you're ready to bring on a team, talk to Kira and JK, but not really. You are going to mess up, and you are going to learn, and no amount of coaching or frameworks or business advice will be as valuable for you as fucking up, figuring it out, and learning from that experience. You can't pay someone to make you feel confident in your abilities as a business owner or a team leader, so don't let someone's marketing convince you that you can. And my second piece of advice is to remember that you are here for a reason. Your lifestyle doesn't have to be aspirational. Your house doesn't have to be big and beautiful. And you don't need to be making six figures to be doing a good job at running your business. You are an entrepreneur because you want to live by your own rules. So don't let the allure of stability pull you away from how much fun you have serving your clients, supporting your team, and being the captain of your own ship each and every day. Also, none of the jobs you considered throwing in the towel for exist anymore, so you're doing something right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think that we can all relate to that So. Um, thank you so much, Haley. And make sure and check the show notes so that you can go and listen to her podcast and follow her as well. Everybody's shown everybody's info will be in the show notes. So on that note, I'm so excited to introduce our next piece of advice from Lauren Loretto, another marketing agency owner of Brand Good Time. And I think that this really kind of sums it up in a every new business owner needs to hear this. So one thing I really love about this piece of advice is that it's honestly, it works for everybody. So Lauren Loretto from Brand Good Time.
5: I would tell myself to keep things simple as long as you can. And don't get shiny object syndrome. There's going to be so many offers and so many things out there that seem enticing, especially as a service provider, to help you elevate, but really stick to your goals If you're bootstrapping, stick to that and just keep things things as simple as you can. Start to see revenue and then continue to innovate and grow based on that. But don't put yourself in debt to improve your business or grow your business. Really trust
0: yourself. Trust your gut. I think that learning to trust your gut in business is so hard, but also – in the beginning, when we first started out, that's all we knew. So I feel like there are some things that we don't want to leave behind when it comes to being a business owner is making sure that you stand strong in what you believe and what is right for you, what's right for your brand, what's right for your business, and stay in integrity. And then there's no way that people... External forces can break down that foundation. So, yeah, you might still have to do the inner work, like Kristen said, but if you're able to keep it as simple as possible and enjoy the process along the way, then it's just going to be about adapting to the current situation. And it's not going to be a black and white yes or no, this is working, this isn't. You failed, you didn't fail. So, I love that Lauren's advice was to keep things simple as long as possible, avoid the shiny object and syndrome, which I'm super, super guilty of. Um, And just show up every day listening to your gut. It's such good advice. Okay, so next we have Abigail from Boss Project, and I'm obsessed with this, so get ready. I'm Abigail
5: Pumphrey, and I am the co founder and CEO of Boss Project. If I were to go back in time and give myself some advice or give you guys some advice, I would say it is important that you continue to hold on and foster the thing that you've built. Figure out a way to maintain in those seasons that you're feeling more burnt out. But when you have those new ideas and those moments of passion where you want to pursue other things, allow yourself to explore them. And if they make sense, fold it into what's already been successful. You don't necessarily need to monetize everything you've ever been passionate about. But I do believe in utilizing the path you've already built to continue to fuel your future. Regardless if those things grow and change and evolve over time.
0: One thing I really love about what Abby said here is that not everything we do has to be monetized. And I actually wish that – once I listened to this advice, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Because if I go back to when I first started my business, of course it's really fun and you're like totally thrown into the mix and you're super passionate and it's all you think about and it's all you want to do. And the little successes mean so much and it's so important to have those moments. But I think I would force myself to make sure that I'm not – Giving up on other things that I find interesting and to make sure that I'm breaking up my brain waves and having other things that I'm focused on. So especially if you're a person that is single or doesn't have kids or, you know, doesn't have a bunch of family stuff going on that naturally breaks up your day, it can be really easy to get sucked into like... I work 24 hours a day for my business and it takes a lot of intentionality to make sure that we're not thinking that way and we're creating a lot of depth in who we are outside of just our business. And I think that having that balance in your life also creates a mental toughness to help you get through those roller coasters. So I really love that advice. Now, the last piece of advice we have here today is from Katie Hunt. She is the – well, she'll introduce herself, um, but – I mean, grab a notebook. That's all I have to say.
3: (laughs) Hey, friends. This is Katie Hunt. I'm the CEO and founder of Proof to Product. We help creative entrepreneurs get their products on the shelves of their favorite stores, big and small. If I were to go back 13 years ago to when I was starting this business, I would tell myself two things. One, continue fostering and creating strong relationships in your industry and with your peers because you never know where opportunities may strike. Surrounding yourself with incredible mentors, colleagues, and friends, people who understand what it's like living life while also running a business, it's invaluable and something that every CEO needs. And secondly, there are times where you will need to be scrappy in your business. Don't make this your default setting, though. Focus on building sustainability practices into your offers, your marketing your systems, your team, and your company culture. Strong, profitable businesses are built through slow, steady, and intentional growth, but it's hard to do this if you're constantly putting out fires in front of you.
0: So find that balance. Well, I think that pretty much sums it up. (laughs) So make sure that you are following Katie Hunt. So over at proof to product There are so many things that I've learned from Katie along the way, even though I'm not one of her ideal clients. I'm not a person that um, has a business that proof to product generally serves. I've been lucky enough to work with several of her clients along the years and to work with her while she's building her team. And I think that it's such a great example of how you can continue to learn from each other, but to bring your own experience and expertise to the forefront in a lot of the relationships that you create. So there is a couple of common themes throughout this episode. I think the first is making sure that you're leaning on other people. And I don't think that that is a coincidence. I mean, all the people that we had on the podcast today are clients, so they understand the value of collaboration and team um, and or our peers that – We share that in common just because that's how we became friends in the first place. So I think being able to find a community where you share some viewpoints and you have a like-minded group of people that you can bounce ideas off of like these people in this episode are to me um, is one of the biggest game changers. I always say that if, even if my business does end up just – you know, maybe going away or it ends up not being the thing I want to do anymore or we sell or something like that. I will never be able to make up for all the beautiful relationships and friendships that I've created over the years that have lifted me up during bad times, not only just professionally, but also personally. And people that I never would have met or interacted with or learned from. And I think that that perspective and being able to kind of see things through other people's eyes that may be a little bit different from you is one of the most valuable things we can do in life. And, you know, maybe that is the purpose of life. <laughs> I bet you didn't sign up to listen to this podcast for that. But it just depends on where you are in your business and which level that you, I'm like, here's some great advice for when you first start your business, but also here's the purpose of life. So I think we'll end it there. <laughs> um there's so much that goes into what we do every day not only for our businesses but for our teams and all of these amazing contributors to this podcast you can find all their info in the show notes like i said but realistically i'd love to hear from you too so i believe that the whole reason that we all are doing all of this is for the good of everybody so however your business is impacting your Your team, however, your business is impacting your clients, whatever impact that you're making is far reaching and you're doing a great job. And we are all just trying to figure out, figure things out as we go. And don't let anyone fool you into thinking they have it all figured out. I mean, look what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter. It's a disaster. So at the end of the day, we really are here to make an impact. And that's the type of community that we're creating. And so if that resonates with you, then please leave a review, send me a message on Instagram. Um, And if you liked the format of this episode with a bunch of different contributors and things like that, also let me know because I think we'll be doing some more in the new year. So thank you for celebrating the first year of On the Up and Up with me. I'm so grateful that you took the time to listen and have a happy new year and we'll see you in January. if you're listening to this, you've stuck with me for this entire episode. And for that, I say, thank you. I hope you found as much value in this week's topic as I do. If so, be sure to follow rate and review on the up and up podcast. You'll be helping others find the fun in HR too. follow us on social media and join us next Wednesday for your weekly dose of on the up and up.